Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Goodman Mason watches MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend Heather Taylor and her team at Impact Commercial Real Estate. She has a nine-person team, over 50 years of experience, as you know. Finding the right location for your business is a huge decision. So whether you're buying, you are leasing, you are selling, let Heather Taylor and her team at Impact Commercial Real Estate help you out. And what I love about her team is this. They think out of the box. A lot of realtors out there, they think there's only one way to get a deal done. And if it's not their way, they just kind of move on from the deal or they kind of let it fall apart. Heather and her team, they are creative. They get a lot of deals done and they are considered And they are ranked in the top 10 in the Denver metro area as a commercial real estate team. Go to impactcommercial.co. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have nearly 155-star reviews? No one has better service and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Okay, let's go out to the hotline. We're going to go live to Cleveland, bringing a longtime friend of mine, Andy Baskin. And Mace, as you know, when I intro a guest, very rarely do I read the intro. But I'm going Uh to read this intro because I pulled it right off the internet yesterday. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Andy Baskin in sports in Ohio are synonymous. You watched him on television as a sports director for WEWS. You've heard him and listened to him on the radio on Baskin and Phelps on 92.3 The Fan. And now you will be able to read him in the pages of the Cleveland Jewish News every week. Andy, my Meshuggah, I'm going to let out of a shry. I'm so proud of you. I am so proud of you. Well, well, Mrs. Goodman, it's always good. Is your son Eric around there? I'd love to talk to him. My mother does not talk <laughs> like that. My grandmother did, but my mother does not. Oh, that's good to talk to you. Good to talk to I you. Took over that, I took over that gig. A buddy of mine, Les Levine, had that, had that column for years yeah. here in Cleveland, and he passed away, and then they called me and they asked me, and I was like, yeah, I'd be happy to pick it up. So well, I'm great. just keeping the beat here. You know, me and... Tamir Goodman, the Jewish Jordan. That's all we are. That's my whole life. Well, I was about to say, I can't believe they asked somebody Catholic to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, Mace, I'm going to tell you how good of a friend Andy Baskin is. We, oh, yeah? We started our television careers in Montana, and I went down to visit him one time. I don't know if we were playing are golf. Are you really yeah. telling this story again? <laughs> well, oh well this, this, is the type of, this is the type of friend you want to have. We went out drinking yes. one night. And we went back to his apartment. Um, And let's just say I got really, really sick and I couldn't make it to the bathroom. And I happened to get sick on his couch. And he's talking to us today. That's how good of a friend Andy Baskin is. The best part of that story is, I think, that you don't tell anybody about, is that you had a news car that you took from the TV station. Correct. And what did you do? Blow the engine out on the way down and just, like, 
left the car in Missoula and not Kalispell. No, no. Hey, pick up your car. You're, like you're, you're mixing up stories. What happened was I was driving back up to Kalispell, Montana, uh, okay, and there wasn't enough yeah. coolant, and I found out the next day that the engine literally melted. The engine melted because there wasn't enough coolant. I had already put in my two weeks' notice. I had one week left on the job, and Steve Fetfight, the general manager of the station, oh. calls me in after the show, and he said, Eric... I hate to do this, but I'm going to have to fire you. Oh, God. And I was halfway into my two-week notice. Oh, only, big market TV. Only, only in Kalispell. Only that. time I've ever been fired from a job. Only time. And that was it they when I melted an engine. <laughs> they didn't teach auto mechanics at Indiana then, huh? That's listen, the problem. Was. Listen, at the, at the end of the day, uh, both of us being Jewish, we... We take it to the shop. We don't work on it ourselves. We always have a well, guy. We always have a guy. I mean, have you ever changed the oil on your car, please? Uh, no. I didn't no. think so. All right. <laughs> no. Big news coming out of Cleveland today with Baker Mayfield not starting. I'm guessing right. this doesn't come as a huge surprise, does it? Well, I, Baker said yesterday he was going to try to gut it out and play. His, you know, and he was all about, you know, I'm the tough guy and I'm going to pull this thing out. And I, gotta tell you, I do think he is pretty tough, and I think he weathered the storm. Over the last couple of weeks, his trajectory on the ball two weeks ago was brutal. He kept overthrowing guys. And uh, Drew Stanton, who was a backup here for a while, I don't remember he was a Michigan State quarterback for a long time, was here. And, uh, and then he called him after the game and said, hey, here's the deal. You're not extending your arm all the way. You're not following through. So he didn't look half bad last week uh, against Arizona. The problem is the defense was uh, uh, just horrible. Like, I can't even find a word that's clean to describe what the Browns' defense looked like last week. It was just, it's two weeks in a row that the Browns have given up gigantic plays on defense, and it's just like, are these guys ever going to get on the same page? So it's, there's a little bit of turmoil going on here right now, and as you know, Case Keenum, your old friend, is going to be starting tomorrow night. Well, Keenum, of course, like you mentioned, our old friend, quarterback for the Broncos in 2018. You mentioned how Baker Mayfield looked a couple weeks ago and then how he looked this past Sunday. Given his state health-wise, is it possible that a healthy Case Keenum is better than an injured Baker Mayfield? Well, I think that's what Kevin Stefanski thinks right now because Baker had to have a second opinion on his torn labrum, and it's not torn. It, excuse me, it's ripped all the way through. So they're hoping that if they let it just rest, uh, that he might be ready to come back for the Steelers a week from Sunday. But as of right now, they clearly think that. Uh, Case Keenum gives them a better chance to win tomorrow than um, than Baker Mayfield. We are talking with Andy Baskin, midday host of Baskin and Phelps on ninety two point three The Fan, and he is also a contributing writer to the Cleveland Jewish News. We can okay. under we can understand why the offense might struggle with Keenum with the injuries you have at the running back position, possibly the offensive tackle position, possibly the wide receiver position. But getting back to what you said. Why do you think your defense is struggling? Uh, they are not communicating. They haven't worked well together at all. Denzel Ward is not playing anywhere like the first-round pick that he should be, and he's a Cleveland guy. So, I mean, it's, sometimes it's tough to, to rip guys from Cleveland when you're from Cleveland because we all want them to play well. He's from uh, a school called Nordonia, and then he went to Ohio State. And so, you know, we're all looking for Denzel Ward to play great. He's not. The other thing that, that stinks for the defense now is, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, who came over from Notre Dame, he's on the IR. Right. So he's going to be gone for three. Um, you know, just it, it's, it's Greedy Williams or it's John Johnson or it's Greg Newsom 
who just came back after injury to the first round pick from this year, they just look lost. The corners just don't look like they they're in the right position. The the linebacking core we knew was going to be a little bit soft going into this season, and you know, Awusu uh, Kormora was doing a great job, and now he's out. So Anthony Walker came back last week after being hurt. We'll see what Walker looks like this year. You know, this week. But the two guys that really can make things happen are Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. Clowney missed two weeks ago, came back, and was just kind of quiet this last game. Tack McKinley's another guy on the defensive end that they picked up as my dogs go crazy in the background that they picked up that has been able to influence the defense, but they need more. They need more from this defense, especially for the amount of money they're paying. Hey, real quick, Mason, let me just say something to Andy here. I don't own a dog, but I'm doing your show at 840 local time tomorrow. I'm going to borrow a dog. I'm going to borrow one, okay? Because if you're going to do that to me and Andrew – I'm, I'm, I might get I might get like a lion or something. Put it in my house. Of course, it's going to be on a leash, and it's gonna it's gonna roar while you're doing while I'm doing live radio with you. What do you think of that? Could you hear him in the background? Yeah. Did you hear him? His name is Bauer. He's named after the hockey equipment. We would have named our other dog CCM, but he got named Boomer. <laughs> so go ahead, man. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Yesterday I was I was around a couple of dogs, and I I did keep them quiet. But you know what? I'm okay. With dogs barking in the background, for the record. Well, so, especially in Cleveland, it's it's like we always make a joke about it because we just say the dog pounds at your house, and it, it kind of works. <laughs> Only yeah, in Cleveland. Exactly. So, speaking of the dog pound, Bron- uh, Browns defense was reading this week that there was a players only meeting on the oh. defensive side that Miles Garrett convened. Now, Eric, you always say you're allowed to do one of those a season, right? That's it. Yeah. One, one well, players only is- meeting. That's it. This is meeting number two. Really? That's players only here. on the defensive side. They had the last one before the Bears game. They shut down Justin Fields. I, do you think anything comes of it this time? I don't know. Miles Garrett's trying to rally the troops. I mean, they just they have not looked good. And, they, and the biggest thing they keep saying out of the thing is communication, communication, communication. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's a disconnect between Joe Woods, the defensive coordinator, and his players, or if the players are just out of position. So I think that's just that, – and they keep getting burned on big plays. Like, don't be surprised if the Broncos sneak somebody by one of our defensive backs and he sneaks up and then he's wide open for a touchdown tomorrow night. Browns fans are coming to accept that. Browns fans are also coming to accept that the Browns will have the ball on their first drive of the game. They'll drive, I don't know, 60 yards. They'll get within a, a rock-solid field goal position – and then they'll go for it on fourth and four, fourth and three on the first drive of the game and miss and come up empty, and it sets the tone for the rest of the game. That was a backbreaker last week, and it was early in the game. And you got to realize that you might as well be talking about the Broncos because that's what they have been doing. And i got, and I got news for you. When they played the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team that you're familiar with, Roethlisberger yeah. was looking awful. Offensive line is terrible. The Broncos were the perfect tonic for Roethlisberger and the Steelers. Then you're familiar with the story. I'm sure you talked about it on your show with the Raiders. Everything they were going through with Gruden, right? Well, they're going to be they're going to be a disaster playing the Broncos. They kicked the Broncos' ass. I got news for you. The Broncos seem to be the tonic for everything that's going wrong with their opponent. Well, that sounds good. Maybe I'll slide my I'll slide over to your couch and we'll watch the game in Denver tomorrow, and I'll just I'll wake up and I'll. 
give you the tonic from when we were, I don't know, how early 20s no, when I'm that gonna, happened. No, well, I'm, reverse course. No, I'm just around the, uh, my, my couch with buckets. As far as your radio show goes, I'm sure yeah. you take plenty of callers from Browns fans. And listen, <laughs> I'm not telling you something that you don't already know. I'm guessing Browns fans have an inferiority complex of, oh, oh man, here what, we what? go again, right? Yeah, you want to know who started that? Who? Call John Elway. Thanks, John. Right. You helped us out. No, Thanks. no. Appreciate it. John Elway was not responsible for Ernest Binder's fumble. Yeah, there's other things. We still don't think Rich Carlos made that kick, just right. so you know. I still get phone calls on that. Hey, you didn't make that kick. You didn't make that kick. Right. All right, well, whatever. But, we got to let it go at some point. But looking at your roster and how good it is, is that how Browns feel? Is that is that how Browns fans are feeling right now? Can anything ever just go in our favor as they look at the injury report? It's I mean, they were missing five guys on offense last game alone. Going into it, two offensive linemen, you're missing Jarvis Landry, you're missing Andy Janovich, um, and then Nick Chubb sat out last game. Nick Chubb's going to be out again tomorrow. Kareem Hunt is out for at least three weeks. So you'll be looking at Dearness Johnson and, and Demetric Felton tomorrow night and, and Case Keenum at quarterback. So these are the twos. You know what? The one thing about these guys compared to the starters were they played in the preseason and the starters didn't. And there's a lot of people questioning what Kevin Stefanski did by not playing the starters and looking, I think there were 37 guys on the injury list at one point during this week. Well, that's that's interesting because there's a, there are a lot of people who believe that if you don't that if you don't play the starters, you're going to have fewer injuries. So you're saying that the in, that not playing the starters resulted in more injuries? I, you know, I don't. I'm not a big proponent of that. Like I say, get the starters yeah. to work in and then get them out of there. And if they have to do it in practice, do it in practice. But there's a lot of people <laughs> saying that these guys are reading their own headlines during training camp and not playing the starters and they didn't mm-hmm. and you know a couple guys got a little bit of time but not a whole lot and i don't know maybe that's one of the reasons that they didn't ramp up into the season and so that's why they're getting injured i, I don't know i don't know that that's a great excuse i do know the browns are better on paper than they are in the standings ab one more thing before we cut you loose we know you want sure. to uh, rub your dog's belly to calm him down yep. um what was the reaction in cleveland yesterday and on your show today about what Von Miller said? Um, I think people would be mad here if Jed Wills was playing and Jack Conklin was playing. But I, I seriously, I don't know that Browns fans know who's going to fill in for him. Who's going to fill in? Is James Hudson filling in? Oh, um, okay. Blake Hans? Uh Okay. Like, I don't even think Browns fans know who Von Miller is going up against. So right. I think we kind of got it. We got a little bit of a chuckle out of it here yesterday. Right. Hey, you know what? That's his job. And right. I think there were some fans that might have been worried that if Baker was out there, that he was going to crush Baker. But he won't get to see Baker. So yeah, I'm going to uh, call the dumb friends league right now. Rent a really small, loud dog for tomorrow's show. Look forward to joining you at uh, 10:40 your time on the fan with uh, you and your partner Phelps. Jeff Phelps. Yeah, Jeff Phelps. Oh, we're looking forward to it. Hope everything's good. Tell your family we said hello. And, Will do. Uh, all my friends. I got my buddy Steve Jacobs. I got him listening right now. He's locked into your show every day, just so you know. Get I got out a of bunch here. of friends really? out there. No, they're locked in. Yeah, man. We have a, Mace, we have a listener. Isn't that great? We you have one. We, you give him a shout got, out. And, and my mom. There you go. There we go. And, your, and everybody at the, what is it, the Denver JCC, they'll now be on board, too. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, <laughs> by the way, congratulations on your new writing gig. Uh, I didn't know that you were able to write Hebrew, but uh, good for you. We'll talk oh, to you. It's tough, man. It's tough. It's all the little vowels. Goodbye, bud. See you, pal. All right. 
Coming up after the break, there have been plenty of Broncos quarterbacks who have left the franchise to join other teams like Case Keenum. Mace, in order, we are going to rank which quarterbacks you would hate to lose to the most. Former Broncos quarterbacks. That's next. Yeah, I'm 